Hello and welcome to the High Hops Podcast with your host Bradley White. With me as always... Don't say it. Beer Guru, Phoebe Ward. Hi Phoebe. Hello. And... <gasps> Who's this? With us we have a guest. Hello. Our first guest. Our first guest, Maddie Cunningham. Yes, I'm very honoured to be here, guest numero uno. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason we have Maddie with us is because this week we are reviewing, as you can probably tell from the title, Firestone Walker. Uh, you guys had the chance to go to a tasting session this mm. week. We did. It was very fun. Yeah. We're going to be going through the beers that you had uh, then. Mm. I obviously have not had a chance to try any of them, but we've got one with us. Which one have we got to drink live? Uh, we've got Rosalie, which is a, the mo- probably the most different of all of them. Definitely different. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it's a nice one, but we'll get to that. And the event was led by Adrian Walker. Hi, my name is Adrian Walker. Adrian Walker is the brother of David Walker, uh, who is the founder of Firestone Walker. We are a Hopford, Californian brewery based in a place called Paso Robles, um, founded by my brother and his brother-in-law, Adam Firestone. So their names are actually the Firestones. It was originally the Firestones. That's badass. I know. That's so cool. Right? They're like a cooler version of the Flintstones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My role in the business is that I look after kind of all our regions outside of North America. And uh, he has been given the task of being their export director. So he travels literally all over the world. I personally saw his calendar. Uh, I think he's off to China in a couple of weeks. Uh, he did a podcast over in Australia. So um, I currently have us in 14 countries. They've actually got quite a lot of history to them. I've got probably about three pages written up. You might guess by my accent, I'm not an American. I am firmly British. In fact, my brother David, who is the current CEO, um, he uh, was brought up in Plymouth alongside myself they started out as a winery in uh, in california on the west coast <laughs> and uh, uh everyone knows my geography is terrible and yeah they it was like a, a big family it was the firestones originally i believe and they would they were doing wine they were doing barreled wine things like that somewhere along the way adam's sister met david walker in the uk and uh, they became brothers-in-law um and then they yeah they kind of went back to california and they were Conspiring. They're like, oh, we want to make beer. That's my kind of conspiracy. 23 years ago, it was a tiny little uh, warehouse on the edge of the Firestone Winery. And obviously, uh, with Adam being in the wine industry, he kind of had the, he had the, he had a winery. He had winery equipment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were like, we could do this. And it kind of started out the back of the winery. We laughingly called it Area 51. And then they started using the wine equipment to make beer and there's a gentleman called uh jeffers who was our very first brewer he was the guy who created dba and in fact he retired from us this year and it wasn't successful first like straight away mm-hmm. it took them uh, quite a few years david and adam kicked it off with the express kind of desire to create something for their their locality for the people which are like within a 10 mile radius of their of their properties it was for shits and giggles, right? <laughs> As really, it always it starts. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, 10 years down the line, it was kind of still, it wasn't the, you know, Goliath it is today, but it was, you know, it was, it was a sizable business, but it wasn't out of control. Not that it's out of control today, but you know what I mean. The American scene for beer sort of started around 94, 96. Mm. And this is where it seems like a lot of what they consider to be old breweries in America 
kind of started up and started giving better beer. And then it just, you know, the whole the whole movement just, you know, the wave just washed over everybody. And all of a sudden we find ourselves now, the, we are the fourth largest brewery in California. We're the ninth largest craft brewer in the world. And it's kind of, you know, you look back and go, what happened? Sorry. It's like, you know, my brother will say to you, can you kind of famously was quoted saying that if someone had told him, you know, 20 odd years ago, this is what would have happened. He'd have sat down on a park bench and done something else. <laughs> um, was, um, you know, because this, this is a hobby that turned into a major, major concern. So you guys have done a little bit about American beer now. Yeah. How would you say, um, what would you class American beer as, as a, like how different it is to British beer? So it's, it's usually the hops. Yeah. Um, there are, just, they're, they're literally just called American hops because they're mostly used in America, and um, they've just got they've got a slight they grow better in California as well. You've got the heat, you've got the water that they mm. use out there. Because the beer is all not just about the people; it's the terroir, it's the air, it's the you know Californian sunshine. It, correct. You know what? I was just going to say that a brewer getting up at five a.m. in the sunshine is a very different brewer who gets up here at yeah. five a.m. In, in in February yeah. and it ain't sunny. Like, did you talk at all about water and things like that? Well, what kind of water? So they've obviously, they're right near the ocean. So that flavours the water slightly. Yeah, I mean, definitely just just from a water point of view. It's kind of got the saltiness of it. So does water, like, what kind of things in water matter when you're brewing a beer? It's surprisingly a big part of why breweries will stay where they are. So um, we've mentioned many times Verdon. They're based in Falmouth. Yeah. They're currently going through a sort of upgrade and bigger production. They refuse to move from mm. uh, Falmouth because they use the water there and they think that tastes the best. Fair so they're, they're reluctant to move from that area because that's mm. where their taste comes from. Yes. And if you move yeah. to another city or another area in the country, you're yeah. going to taste like, you know, going from Birmingham, coming down to Plymouth, yeah, the water the tastes water so different, different, doesn't it? Mm. And that affects the beer massively. So yeah. if you It's the same with Firestone. So they... Um, mm. They've got really good land sunshine, so like, why would they go somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. They're like they're growing the fruits and things like that, and it's like wild beer or in Somerset, and they forage all fruits and stuff. There's a preconception in the UK that American breweries or American beer just tastes like water. You know, yeah. it's like watered down, it's crap. And I think it's like a lot of breweries like this that are you know really pushing that America does have a really good scene. Well, this is the thing um, because. Uh, David Walker is from Wembury in Devon. Mm. So he's taken over like the kind of European British beer over and like kind of we're mixing it yes. uh, with different styles. Of course, I think the industry is is different now. Maybe not quite as peachy and beautiful as it used to be. Competitive. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, look at it. It's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. There needs to be some kind of like capacity law around breweries. <laughs> There should be. It's like, okay, so you've got half a million people, you can have two breweries. Yeah. That's, that should be, you know, it happens with sports stadiums, right? They don't go and build a huge stadium in yeah. 10 in, in a city. They do, oh, and you've only got half a million people, so you can have one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's crazy, man. It's, it's uh, we're at 7,000 in the US. You know, in the UK, they're popping up every single week. They are very proud of their sustainability and the, and kind of the recycle, reuse, repurpose, obviously being a winery first, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we're not going to go out and buy like this huge kit. Let's see what we can do. And that's kind of where the barrel aged element comes in. Cool. So that they do a whole line of like barrel aged beers. Okay. It's called the Burton Union System. It's the oldest brewing system in like commercially 
being used. What What's the Burton Union system? So the Burton Union system... It's uh, something they've taken on. It's their patented thing that they do. Okay. Whereby we uh, have uh, many wooden oak barrels mm-hmm. pledged together. And then they have a, uh, a kind of a trough that sits in between them. And then they can they, they just ferment into there. Then you capture the yeast and then you use it again. And so we do, we do it slightly differently. We have all our barrels stacked on top of each other. And they're all kind of fermenting into a big barrel. We recapture that yeast and we recapture that process and add it in again. And it gives it that kind of oaky flavour. It balances the beer really well. Um, you get that lovely oaky kind of background taste to it without it being dank. So uh, that is very much their thing. That's what they're proud of. Okay. Very proud of. Uh, they're quite strict on who has their beer. So they're, um, I've learned a lot, by the way, can I just say, doing this research. Um, there is a thing called uh, the cold chain. Cold chaining? That sounds like something else, but it's... <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> I've I'm only learned co- about I'm, it. I'm going to go cold chaining, man. <laughs> Our entire brewery is, is built on the foundations of quality and ensuring that we... Maintain quality wherever we are. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and one of the biggest things is keeping our beer cold. Mm. That's why I like the vessel. It's yeah, because all their beer is cold in the fridge, as it should be. Obviously, if they think you're not going to look after their beer, right? People are not going to get so obviously so vessel are very, you know. It will never. So basically, if they go the temperature, this gets kept at is six mm-hmm. degrees or whatever. They're like, it will not change from be, when it leaves yeah. their deport to when it appears in a exactly. fridge as much as possible a lot of breweries don't ship their beer coals mm-hmm. because it's expensive like that's got to be an investment when you start out but it's got to be so worth it they're quite wealthy <laughs> <laughs> they got 150 years of uh, yes i mean you know just to give you know it's, it's about 50 percent more expensive to ship in a reefer container or a refrigerated container than it is in what they call a dry container mm-hmm. um but we are uh, you know, super energetic and positive about making sure that they do it. He did mm. put quite an emphasis on the fact that to have shops make the big change to keep things refrigerated, they're not going to listen to the brewers yeah. because they think they're just trying to, yeah, like yeah. to screw them over, get a bit of extra time, yeah, make, yeah, make yeah. them do the effort. Yeah. So he's very adamant on the point that like the consumers need to make the effort to try and get these yeah. shops to change their story. Yeah. yeah, they're like, we make the beer, and then once we hand it over, it's all them. There's no point sending beer halfway around the world for it to turn up war and warm and horrible i mean it's just a, it's a wasted exercise you know i never really thought about that but i guess it is a big ask you're yeah, talking yeah, about a whole aisle which typically is never uh, exactly. never refrigerated yeah. outside of a corner shop yeah we, we 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 control what we can control yeah. yeah yeah we can do everything up until the customer's door once the customer takes that beer that's it and to some extent even in a lovely place like vessel we can you know, once the customer takes the beer out of vessel, mm. we all know it might go into the cupboard under the stairs yeah. and sit there for two weeks, you know, because they're having a party. Yeah. And so we, we it's, and it's a, it's kind of education, but at the same time, you know, you, you don't want to sound patronizing to people because they go, they say it's beer. They wanted perfection. What was it? They, uh, what was that? Oh, something like you'll strive for perfection until your grave. Oh, or yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> literally, he was just like, we will, what was it? I've written it down. Uh, we worship at the altar of quality. Oh, yes, I like that one. I like that one. He said it <laughs> twice. It was that good. We will go to our graves hunting for the f- perfect beer. Nice. 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 Yeah. Intense. When it comes to beer, it's one really important word, and it's intention. We believe that every beer we produce has to have a story, so i.e. is an intentional beer. It's not just created because, you know, 
someone woke up and had an idea. And that's what I think you see. You see a common theme through all our beers. They're all really well balanced. Yeah. No one's ever going to get sharp, like lemon face screw up with our beers. It's they're well blended and they're thoughtful. And I think that's, that's super important because I think sometimes we don't, we're not thoughtful enough as an overall, um, and an overarching uh, kind of umbrella of what, what our beers are. That's what they are. So the first one we had was um, an IPA called Easy Jack. Easy Jack was a, a was was a was a really interesting experiment for the brewery. We were merrily plodding, not plodding. We were running a high octane with our big octane IPAs, seven percent, and all that great stuff. Seven and a half percent, eight percent. We had you know we had. Um, we had Double Jack that was, you know, nearly 9%. It was, and they were super popular. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is people can't drink many. Mm-hmm. And, um, but when you start to reduce the alcohol volume in, in a beer, often you start to reduce the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. And so the kind of the experiment was, can we reduce the alcohol and retain flavor? And the answer is yes, ladies and gentlemen, we can. It's a proper session beer. It is only 4%. So Easy Jack was born. I'm not a huge IPA gal usually, but I could definitely drink a couple of pints of that easily. Mm. It was, yeah, it was really easy to drink. Okay, okay. For me personally, it's like, I'm so glad we have Easy Jack because it allows all the international markets to partake in a beer which um, is sessionable because most markets around the world are session markets. Um, It's really only the US that, that... that doesn't bend towards that session um, kind of area. Like the clarity of it as well was really crisp and clear. Not clear, but like I was looking at it, I was like, Where, where's the debris? It's like nothing. <laughs> it was like, perfect. Yeah, you didn't have much of an aftertaste either with no. Easy Jack. It was just really light drinking, mm. really easy to drink. Obviously, when it's being imported, because it's only 4%, it has less of a tax duty on it. So it becomes slightly cheaper. So, you know, all of a sudden, Easy Jack is kind of within that, I don't know, four sixty-five, five pound a pint mark, yeah. as it were. You know, which is whereas Union Jack is between six fifty and seven. It was a little bit bitter. I think that's down to um, like the hops that they used. Mm-hmm. So um, they add Citra hops. Uh, but hops from Europe and New Zealand and North America. Okay. So it's very much an international beer, hashtag international beer. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was like, there's a lot there's a lot in there, but it, you wouldn't think. You it wasn't d- like didn't thick. taste heavy. No. It wasn't hazy. It was okay. a, yeah, it was like a, it was a balanced So it was beer. a nice start. Yeah, it had like mango and pineapple. I could taste the pineapple in it. I think I remember being like, I can oh taste yes, that. you were like, oh yes, I can really taste. Yeah, the because a lot of beers will be like, oh yeah, there's pineapple in it, and I'm like, I can just taste grapefruit because yeah. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of grapefruit. Um, but the pineapple came through in this one, so it was yeah, it was uh, it was nice and easy. We got a nice half. Pint. Yes, we did. Oh yeah, God, we got so much booze. We that really night. did. <laughs> like, there were seven beers, and I think three of them were half pints. You know why? Because we that one was on draft. Oh. so it's not oh, like yes. yeah, cheaper so. to serve. Like even Adrian was coming around going. Those are some like hefty fucking tastes. Yeah, <laughs> it was like my god, look at you. He's like, yeah, Sam's uh, in a good mood. The issue I have with that one is, it's not something I think I really need to have another one of those. Mm. Like maybe if I was an IPA fan, 
Mm-hmm. I can tell it's a nice IPA. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of IPA fans, like, I'm sure you'd drink that happily again, Phoebes. Yeah, I mean, what I noticed when drinking it is I've had a lot of IPAs, right? Mm. And some of them... All right, we get it. You drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> got a problem. Um, no, I've drunk a lot. And to be honest, they, they can taste very, very similar. And mm-hmm. when I tasted this, honestly... I could tell it was a premium IPA, like it right. It tasted different, like it tasted like it had more quality to it. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, based on what Maddie said, I think a lot of kind of the session IPAs, they're not quite as interesting flavor-wise. So I agree with you. It's not yeah. the sort of thing that it, it's easy to drink, but it, not ne- it isn't necessarily challenging or surprising you it's yeah. just kind of that simple like this yeah. is fine yeah it was just and I'm good sh- yeah and i'm I sure think... if i just wanted something that was like yeah. i just want to i just want to have a drink yeah. and that's i think it. every collection will have one of these in so yeah. for instance powerhouse the yeah. first one we had small ipa was, was the equivalent a standard, but yeah. honestly the easy jack was better than that this mm. is the kind of beer i would use to try and get someone into craft beer yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We always we we've kind of said like there's these kind of beers yeah. are the 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 sort of the gateway into that, and then you kind of go and there's all these other flavors. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's all we've got to say on that one is that it was easy, crisp, access, crisp, accessible. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so the second one we had was Luponic Distortion. So for all you podcast listeners out there, um, this beer was designed because you are promiscuous. <laughs> You are not, you constantly go and sleep with other breweries. Oh, this was the one that was the one with the flavour changes mm, over I, time. I seem to remember you, re- yeah, you really, really cool. liked this Ooh. one. I so. did really like this one. Yeah, so it was the fruity one. It was the second one we had. I remember you being like, oh, this is like fruity. It's like really nice. Because we are in, you know, we are deep in this kind of promiscuous industry. Um, it's very difficult to keep your beer on the bar. And that's not because the barmen don't like your beer. It's because there's another 25 beers, you know, at the door ready to come in. So um, we thought, well, okay, if you can't, if we can't constantly give new, new beers all the time, because no brewery can do that. That's just crazy nonsense. Um, Let's see if we can't change, change a current beer that we have. So um, Luponic Distortion, there's a couple of different series. Um, Series 12. Uh, is actually not being made anymore. And you're on to 13? We are on to 13. Just got launched last week. Ooh. So it'll be over here in uh, a month. Awesome. Nice, okay. So what's, uh, what are the differences in that one then? Is that I don't just... actually know. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know yet. Amazing. You'll find out with the rest of us. I will find, absolutely. Fantastic. We'll have to do that. I don't, I, they, don't, they don't send me a, like a little little special care package. How rude. I'm just not important enough. Oh, That's my problem. goodness. <laughs> and yet you have to sell it. Yes, so you're only selling it around the world. <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> do you remember how it was that they changed the flavour as they go? Yeah, I remember him mentioning, but... Uh, it's literally just ageing it. So um, the thing about uh, Luponic Distortion... Every um, kind of 90 to 120 days, um, we pull out all hops and we change them completely. They're all experimental, um, but they are regionalised. So, you know, you may have find that it'll be from, I don't know, Germany, one, 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 one particular uh, series, and then another one might be the US or whatever it is. Um, the hops are from... Uh, three three acres like three acres of land mm-hmm. of like hop fields i guess that's what you'd call them and so each beer is unique mm-hmm. it's the same base beer so the abv doesn't change well percentage wise this one was a nine percent really oh, no it wasn't no it wasn't, wasn't 5.9 <laughs> oh, that's say. the one that like we accidentally heard 12 percent for like, what yeah. no, it isn't. <laughs> 
Um, it's still an IPA. Um, it's just, it's hop flavor changes. And it's been, been a real success for us. It's kind of been, it keeps people on their toes. Um, and really, you know, one, the, the, the series is, they really rarely overlap ever. Um, and so it kind of in and out and away we go. Why have I got it in my head, by the way, that this drink, and I know it definitely isn't, but you keep seeing like the ch- flavors change, but imagining it comes out one color and then it's like <laughs> a mood so thing cool. where like it suddenly shifts color that as you're drinking cool. it. Like Neapolitan. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was bloody That'd be good. amazing. This one had some nice sweet flavors in it. It was really sweet. And then it wasn't, yeah. oh, it wasn't, this is an IPA, It wasn't overbearingly sweet. No, it wasn't. Because no. I can't deal with that. No, you could tell that it was fruity. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's he said it was ma- it's made to counter the standard beer. Yeah. And when I said to you, oh, it's a I said, oh, it's it's strawberry gummy like a like gummy bear. Yeah. So you were like, what the hell are you on about? But <laughs> I could kind of get it like on the aftertaste. Oh, um, Rose taught me that word that I've mentioned. Or I've mentioned the meaning of a million times. Was it syn syntha? Synesthesia. Yeah. So when I say, oh, you know, when you breathe out mm-hmm. and you can taste the aftertaste, that's what that's called. Syn- syn- Synesthesia. Synesthesia. It's where you get your like senses crossed over. Yeah. So you're kind of using your nose to taste. Nice. Magic. <laughs> I'm going to use that forever now. No, I won't. I'll forget. You'll forget. I'll forget. <laughs> um, but that's why I got the gummy and the honeydew, like the honeydew and melon flavor. Nice. You could taste that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's I like think the melon was bit. the one that I got the most from that. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't really get the gummy too much, but I'm not really yeah. good at actually tasting things. <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't really get tangerine much. Obviously, it had like a, a citrus flavor, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that could have come from the hops. Um, I'm just post, I'm just laughing on uh, Untapped. Someone's just drank this like 13 minutes ago and nice. posted it with a picture of a chicken. So I'm like, do you think this would go well with chicken? Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> and just and for chicken. some reason, this one photo. I'm I just don't like, even know. You just put winner winner chicken dinner. Sorry, my mum's calling me. Everybody. Goodness. Sake. Hi, Phoebe's mum. <laughs> I preferred this one to the first one. Same. Mostly because it had. It was something a bit more memorable. Yeah, totally. It was different. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to somewhere that does craft beers, I want to have something that I can remember each time. Yeah. Because mm. it's not like it was saying we're a fruit beer. It yeah. was, they were just called, it's just an IPA. Yeah. But it has these. So it, it tasted fruity and I could accept that rather okay. than there being like, it's fruity. And then you're like, no, it just tastes like fruity hops. You've used citra hops. That's it. Um, so, yeah, no, I appreciate this one. It was light and it was pleasant. Okay. Okay. Yes, I could definitely drink more of that. You had this one, Bradley. You got it oh, in a can. Oh, is this the one I had? <laughs> yeah, you did. You <laughs> bought this, like, when I was at work. You this had was this. last week then. So I had it's this with can. Ben, but I did have several drinks before that. So <laughs> this might have been more of a, a session evening for I Bradley. I am so jealous of you two living, like... 40 feet or a couple hundred meters from a vessel. It's bad. It's, it's bad. fantastic. Uh, but yeah, but it's expensive. <laughs> so the next one was uh, Union Jack. You know, what can I say? It's a West Coast IPA. If there was a beer dictionary, West Coast IPAs, it would be there beside it. Which is uh, another one they're very proud of. Okay. I believe this one has won awards. Um, 7%. Mm-hmm. WIPA. So a West Coast IPA. Oh, we liked this one, didn't we? What I like about it is the way it's it ever so slightly sweetens without wanting to get like knobby about tasting and stuff. Towards the back end of the flavour, it really sweetens, um, which which allows you to to imbibe more of it, which is not always a good thing at seven percent. Mm. It's really easy <laughs> drinking for a big beer. Yes, yes, yes we did. <laughs> well, because I think this was another bloody half pint as well. I think it was. Yeah, because yeah, this was draft. This yeah. one's draft as well. Nuts. 
Uh, but yeah, he uh, he said, this is a big ass on your bottom time. Oh, yes. Ooh, yes. Okay. Ass on your bottom time. Yep. And uh, think of how it tastes when you release it from your mouth. So he was basically challenging everyone like, you know, uh, it's not just it's not just an IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got to do it. He was trying to say that sin, sin, synesthesia. synesthesia. <laughs> do you want to say that again? Synesthesia. Do you want was, to say that as a sentence? You can just keep whatever that was. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. I thought I'd help whatever you. Whatever that train was. The amount of times we get things wrong and then we'll edit it out so we sound like we absolutely yeah, but know I what we're talking we've about. We've just got to accept who I am, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, synesthesia. Cool. Um, yeah, when you release it, so uh, you're gonna get different flavors. He's mm. like, and then he was like asking people, "What does it taste like?" And don't say hoppy. <laughs> he said, "Don't say hops and don't say beer." Yeah, yeah it's like, it doesn't taste like hops and it doesn't taste like beer. Tell me what it tastes like. <laughs> and then someone just read the can. Nice. <laughs> what were the flavors on this one? Because I can't remember. Uh, oh, I did I write? Okay, so this one, uh, this one's done in barrels. Okay. So uh, it it kind of has. Oh, I also said expensive. Apparently, this is an expensive one. Um, it's quite a heavy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, this one lasted me ages. Yes, uh, this one I'd, lasted me ages because I saved it till the last. Day, he he did really he did like say one. he did say save them all and then like taste again. Oh, okay. So we were well, mixing. Have like a kind of mixing. Kind we of thing were right mixing. At the end. He, he had points where it was like, okay, we finished with this set of drinks. Finish all of those drinks so you can't yeah. compare them to the next lot because you'll ruin the flavor profile. Oh, or whatever. Weird. Um, but yeah, this one I I took me a while because it was quite heavy. Um, it had a it had a good balance because they've got three Bs: mm-hmm. balance, barrels, and blending. Okay, okay. So, uh, but it was quite malty. Um, I find those quite. It's not a dipper. It's, I like dippers. I think the West Coast is like a, a, a like a, a double. Double. Oh, double, double dry hop. Yeah. Okay. Um, was oh, that called a dripper? A dipper. A dipper. Yeah, I mean it's just IPA. D I P A. Uh, okay. But I think I'm. Pe- I've only ever called it a I'm DIPA. <laughs> I've been talking to Katie and Sam too much because uh, there's also Tipper. Although they never the call they never call W I P A S like wiper because that's weird. <laughs> Whipper, no, because that's not how you spell it. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think I I definitely prefer a DIPA, mm-hmm. a Dipper. Yeah. And um, what does it mean when it's bit. double? So it's a uh, double the hops. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, nice and easy. You won't see a whole bunch of Union Jack. Just because its price point is just, this is not great. Um, but you know, when you see it, you should grab it mm-hmm. and uh, make sure it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> make sure it's cold. Yeah, a dry hop on this one. Pineapple, citrus, pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, honey-like malt, apparently. Okay. And here you go, grapefruit. I don't like grapefruit. I literally put on here least favorite. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's got grapefruit in it. It's, yeah, it's, not it's your thing. dry. It's got grapefruit in it. It's just, it's not my thing. And but you were the opposite. Matt, I really, you really like this one. This one, one then. Yes, this I is do. your. Okay. This is one of my favourites. Oh, okay, I like this one. I don't really know how to do this. Um, uh, is it... Can I do the tech? No, they're all different measurements. Should we just all sip out? You... The... <laughs> what are we like at the park? I mean, that is something actually I should mention. Oh yes, he's very big on cans. Yeah, bottles are nasty. Cans are good. There you go. <laughs> Move on. Uh, no, so it's, it's 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 so so bottles for, for for many reasons, right? First of all, we're running out of sand. There's not enough sand in the world to make the bottles. Well, this seems to be a, a big thing. A lot of American breweries, from what I've seen, seem to be doing this whole thing of we want to basically go to cans. Cans are better. Cans are totally recyclable. Um, as long as you don't have that nasty plastic on the inside. And then you've got the, um, 
the the kind of the the beer point of view there's no light involved which i hadn't yes. really ever thought about before, yeah exactly but that, that so there's be, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's two different opinions there's um everyone some people will refuse to get a beer in a can because they think that it makes it taste metal mm-hmm. but that's not true yeah um sam and katie are like cans are fine cans yeah. are cool um but i do get the whole light thing yeah like light getting through obviously years ago the can was like oh that's 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 a a particular special brew or something and so therefore people kind of t- didn't see it in the right way i'm very interested in this one rosalie is uh an experimental beer and we are it's a wine hybrid literally looks like a rosé right yes <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking i might like it better do you think as a rosé beer when i haven't had like IPAs and stuff like that. Yeah, where it's mixed in. So we were we were discussing how we're not sure if we can even count this one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, do we want to get the elephant out of the out of the way first with the can? Mm. Wow, talk about how to split an audience. There was there was lots of calls for my wife would like this. Oh gosh. (laughs) We've had an interesting response from the British public about it, and Mm -hmm. um, we'll see how it goes. I I wouldn't mind it if it was just one stage less girl orientated yeah. yeah like it's the picture and the color and the shape and if it was just a picture of a woman or if it was just a pink can yeah i'd be fine for me it's you know it was just done from artistic perspective right there's no there's no kind of like rosalie is a is would be a, a, a lady's name a girl's name so mm. we put a, a female on the front mm. if we'd called it Brian, we'd have put a bloke on the front, but we didn't call it Brian because Brian's a rubbish name for a beer. Shout out to all the Brians out there. Yeah, love it as a, as a, like a human name. Brilliant. Yeah. There was not a thought process beyond that. It was just the, I think because I don't know there's a kind of a sense of mother nature about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's about you know the two terras coming together, and there was like a symbiosis, and it was like. I think it probably just, we felt it fitted better. To be fair, though, this one, I, he thinks that this one's going to be discontinued because of that very reason. So, And also, it's just not very nice. Oh. I like it. We'll see what Bradley thinks. <laughs> right, Bradley's, Bradley's going to want the teku. Should I give it a sniff? Yeah, I mean. Like, honestly, it smells like rosé. Literally just smells like <laughs> okay, rosé. Now taste it. Here we go. I like yeah. it slightly better second time. Oh, really? I do. It still tastes like rosé. This, this. This is what this we is were talking about. This, this is, is a beer. Beer. Quotation marks. This is the thing. We were like, do we even count this? Because it doesn't taste like a beer. Beer I mean, brewed with hibiscus and wine grape. And what you have is a beer that is kind of resembles a... Like a dry rosé wine. The hibiscus gives it the salmon uh, flavour so and that's got, it. But it has got wine... This is a rosé wine beer at 5%. Considering that they are a... What, like Firestone... Walker. This is almost like Firestone meets Walker, yeah. and they've made a beer together. Yes, her own, absolutely, completely. Like it's 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 a it's a natural thing for us to do, but not everybody sees that. It does. This tastes like a watered down rosé. Yeah, doesn't it? Like some people are like, what is this? Yeah, what have you done? And other people are like, oh my gosh, this is absolute magic. You are genius individuals. It's also described as a cider. I could see that. I think I don't like this because it has like my least favorite aspects of wine. Yeah, and my least as- least favorite aspects of beer. Okay, like, and it isn't a cider enough. For and you. it's not. <laughs> it's not even a cider. Like, it's got an odd aftertaste, which I'm not a fan of. I'm not a huge fan of rosé anyway. Yeah. If I'm gonna drink wine. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you don't like rosé, you're not going to like this. Yeah, like I imagine because you like rosé and you do like mm. this. I do, yeah. So maybe yeah, not because it's like not because it's a rosé beer because it tastes like rosé. Yeah, it's nothing to do with like the beer aspect yeah. of it. It's not crazy it's, it's, acidic. It's, I've had more acidic wines yeah. than this. Yeah, we. I was talking amongst a couple of customers mm. and um, because there was a whole conversation of how it's it's a woman's drink, which was like no, <laughs> and I had a. Uh, quite a few guys coming up to me like i really liked that yeah it's yeah it's just it's it's that thing of oh it's been presented as here's your wife's drink for the yeah. night i gotta say though i am i don't mind this i really like it <laughs> would you buy it yeah i would honestly if i was sharing it with phoebe yeah yes if it was my own decision and you know i was buying it just for me probably not okay but i would i wouldn't be I wouldn't be like, no, I'm not. I'm not drinking this. Well, like, I would share this with it, Phoebe. That's the advantage of it coming in cans. Yeah, you can just buy mm. one for one, and then yeah. you get something else. Pivo is the uh, Northern European dialect. It's, it means beer. We are a West Coast IPA hop-driven organization. What are we doing making a pilsner? Naughty boys and girls. Just not on. You know, it's like, it's it, it, it just, it's just one of those things, right? You, that, I, it was, it was uh, to get a little bit kind of wordy, was, it was an ode to the, the giants of the pilsner world and that they gave us these beautiful beers. You know what? I'm genuinely surprised that this is your favourite. Yeah, me too. I really like this This one. is not the sort of beer that I would think, yes, Maddie will like this one. Yeah, <laughs> turns out I like a good Pilsner. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't as much of a fan, were you? No, nah, but I'm not really a Pilsner. Like, I like lager. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to say, I know what we said about Utopian Pilsner. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't like Utopian. Uh, but um, this one was better than that. It's a really great jump beer. For all your mates who like drinking mainstream lagers, yes. yeah, it's yeah. a really good beer. Don't give them an IPA because they think they're drinking soap. Mm -hmm. Give them a Pivo. Yeah. You know, because yeah, cool. then they're like, oh, this is what it's like. Oh, I slowly edge them into it. Okay. Uh, it's a German style. We wanted to make a Pilsner and, and Matt wanted to make one, but he didn't want it to be a Pilsner Pilsner. He wanted it to be something which says to all the Pilsner guys, thank you very much for your inspiration. Here's our take. And then, um, and as you'll see, it's kind of, it's, it's really hop forward. I don't think I could have more than half a pint of it mm -mm. because it's so carbonated, but it was really nice. Yeah, it was very hoppy. But I would definitely get this one again. Yeah, you would. Yeah, it was really nice. Mm. Yeah, it had a lot of, it has a lot of hops in it though. Halito and Magnum hops. Yeah, it was, it was a very strong flavour. Yeah. Floral, spicy, herbal, lemongrass, and they use bergamot zest, which I find really interesting. What's bergamot? Bergamot, to me, is like an essential oil that I know about, okay. which um, has got a very bright smell, like almost citrusy, but hmm. it's got a very bright smell. Apparently, it's meant to like make you happy. And I remember when he said this, I was like, that's crafty. Uh. Get it to smell and like have an essence of bergamot. So people are like, I'm so happy it's because of the beer. I think they're just at this point drinking a lot. Next was Mind Haze. Beautiful Mind Haze. Which one was Mind Haze? Mind Haze was the only hazy one we had. Uh, Mind Haze is on fire. It is just crazy good, this beer. So it was a 6.2 IPA. So we long looked at the New England IPA, hazy IPA world. 
wondering how we could ever do it. Yeah, we he, they don't usually do haze. They like he had a lot to say about dead yeast is dead yeast, right? And we're not into that. Rather than adding loads of yeast and, so and having that kind of um, debris at the bottom. And so I think Matt spent a long time thinking about how science, like scientifically, how do you do it? Like how do, how do we get around this problem? And uh, they found a way. They use like a, a protein. To make it hazy, which I found really weird. Which, of course, makes it massively stable, as stable as Union Jack, right? Which makes it eminently distributable across the world. Like, I, I know I shouldn't be, at least I don't think I should be put off by sediment, but I still kind of always Yeah, am. no, it's oh, really? people yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. I actually really like, I was like I, a bit I try of, not to be, no, this, like, <laughs> this is why. <laughs> fine. No, a vessel, when I pour beers out of, like, certain beers, like, um, wheat beers and things like that mm. um i always leave a little bit in the bottle of the can yeah yeah i've put juicy yet balanced there are lots of tropical hops in this one i didn't really have a lot to say it was um yeah just a hazy i was interested in the whole protein aspect but it was like i could kind of taste the citrus hops it the- felt kind of heavy to drink mm. but the flavor was quite light yeah weirdly yeah because of its stability people are loving it they're like i'm not taking a chance on this because we know it's it's rock solid. And now are you going to continue doing haze? With mind haze we are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether we do another one or not is, I couldn't possibly tell you. No. Oh. <laughs> That's because I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we got the final one. DBA is just one of those kind of, you know, we call it mother's milk. It's like it's granny's apple pie. It's the log fire. It's all the lovely things in life wrapped up in a big glass of gorgeousness. A beer born out of intention. How can we blend the eccentric Britishness and the kind of the American entrepreneurship together? And, and we found DBA and it's brewed using the Burton Union system. It's got that kind of toasted oak flavor okay. and malt. Which um, we obviously nicked from Marsden's. The only two breweries in the world still brewing that way I, I was so tipsy by this point i don't really remember the last one i think it went down quite quick though uh, a customer in sweden um they're a big national chain and they have a hotel in the center of stockholm and um there's two beers on their bars dba and uh, uh heineken uh this is the one that outsells heineken oh yes oh and we're like why do we outsell heineken and so i went down there and i took a look around and it's a very business orientated hotel and there were um Lots of single people there. No, not single by, in fact, they were, you know, they were just on their own. Mm. Um, sounded like it was a pickup joint. It wasn't a pickup <laughs> joint. <okay. laughs> uh, it's a, and it's a business hotel. So lots of people there doing big business and coming out and spending mm. the night. And I think that, you know, when they're sat there, want to have a drink at the end of the evening or whatever, a beer, instead of having something which is not as tasteful, shall we say, they're looking for something which kind of, Almost like wraps them up and goes, yeah, there, there. Just because you didn't get the big deal doesn't mean that life entered today. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, is that it in terms yeah, that of is that's, in regards to cool. that's what we had. So, in regards to like a rating system, I mean, Rose did write one down, but I couldn't figure it out. But I know that of, I, I loved Rose Lee, but like I say, I don't think we can really count it. Mm-hmm. In regards to like beer, beer, um, uh, what did I say was my favorite? No, my least favorite was the um, Union Jack. The WIPA. Oh, I mm-hmm. like the Union Jack. And then I think I think I really like Luponic Distortion just because it's different. Yeah. yeah, that one was actually very Gummy good. Gummy bear. That was very good. But yep, the Pilsner was probably my favourite. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one do you think appeals to you the most, Bradley? 
Out of all the ones you've spoken about, I was going to say it was either between Union Jack, Easy Jack, or Mind Haze by I the mean, three of the sound. Like, because I'm just not really, I, I don't really, not really a fan of pay, uh, just ale on its own. Uh, just like an ale. Um, lager and Pilsner's not, not massively my thing. No, I know, yeah. So those were three would You're be. You're also not really a fruity person. Meh. You're a fruity hop person. I was going to say, I was like, but you're not a fruity like, hop you're person. not a Rosalie or a, no, um, no, no. or a, maybe not. I think you'd appreciate Luponic Distortion, but I don't think it'd be your favorite out of all. Yeah, of them. you'd you'd like Luponic Distortion. I think that's it. That's it, right? Well, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Maddie. Thank, thank you very you. much. I've had a good time. Oh yeah, thank you very much for Maddie to come. <laughs> oh, <in. laughs> it's because you're used to her being a like. Yeah, yeah. just us two. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much for Sam, Katie, and Vessel for putting on. Uh, the event that you went to. Uh, and thank you very much for Adrian for coming down and talking to us. No, thank you. It's been great having you. I, th- I, was, like, I think we've learned a lot. Like It's been really, really good. So thank you so much. Great podcast. The best I've done ever. Seriously. Nice. 100%. Bold claim everyone else. Yeah. No, <laughs> not, it's not bold. It's the truth, man. You're here to hear first. If you've liked this podcast, please give us a rating on iTunes. It helps us out. Uh, recommend us to a friend. You can find us on CastBox, Spotify, and iTunes, of course. We also have an Instagram account. We also have an Instagram account. And if you would like to email us any recommendations, please email hellohighhops at gmail.com. Why are you looking like that isn't a great name for an email? Hello, I was very happy uh-huh. with that. I did almost debate high, high hops. Oh my God. <laughs> Why would you not go for that? <laughs> I only came up with that last night oh. and I was like, I'd already created the email by that point. Didn't even ask me. Just no, say. just did it. But yeah, no, let us know. We'll be back again next week to talk about a Metallica beer, which it's I'm very excited. That, though, it's it? Enter the Night, I believe it's called. <laughs> As chosen by Bradley. As chosen by Bradley. So I'm excited to drink this. <laughs> <I can tell>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye.